Here we go. <laughs> Do you know what the music song? Unprofessional or what? Well, good evening there. This is Jonathan Starkey, a.k.a. AbFab, or is it AbFab, a.k.a. Jonathan Starkey? Well, we're here, and we've got another podcast with these great panelists. Let's give a great round of applause. Well, I can't, because I can only clap with one hand. So yeah, you've got one arm to wave around the taste. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, say hello, Gazelle. Say hello, sir. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, throughout Cheshire. Yes, and that was Trevor Nichols. And say good evening, Statsman, Mark Hartley. Say hello, sir. Hello, sir. How are we all? All right? No, no, I'm in pain. I'm in pain. No, we know. Well, I was asking the other two. You all right? <laughs> I'm fine, thank you, Statsman. Yeah, what about you, Trev? You all right? Yeah, I'm yeah. very good, actually. Oh, my arms are working well. My legs are working well, so it must be looking good. Same here, same here. Fully working order. Okay, yeah. We, well, we know your mouth's working. Say hello, <laughs> the Raven. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, patriots and friends of the United Kingdom. I hope you're having a great week. It's going to be a fabulous podcast. Listening to him moan about his arm yet again. I'm in We've pain. had this all week. I'm in pain. You're just mocking me because I'm in pain. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> What? It doesn't matter if you've got a bad arm or not. We're in pain on this with you every <laughs> single week of the year. Ooh. What you're saying is the raven's a mockingbird. Yes, he is. He is a mockingbird. He's not a, no longer a raven. He is a mockingbird. So, we're with a bird tonight. Is that right, raven? Yeah. Oh, baby. <laughs> right, well, I can't much say that we are the United Kingdom at the moment because we seem to be the disunited kingdom. A lot of unhappiness out there. A lot, a lot. And to be honest with you, I can't actually understand the frustration of the people. So, you know, let's get the roundup started off. Right, okay, straight away. Little Neston resident calls for council to bring back park for community. That's just a story from one of the local rags. A resident in Little Neston is asking the council to improve the facilities on a patch of land he played on when he was a kid. How about that one? Yes, can I just comment on this? Can I ask, is that park in Neston that's being spoken about, is it there all year or is it just there for one week? So you're referring to a video yes, well, that Councillor Gittins did. Council leader has done, they've had a, a feature on local parks, love your parks. And there was a little speech online by the, our illustrious council leader, Louise Gittins, whereby she said, the park is not just there for this week. It's there all year round. And here's me thinking that the trees and the bushes were plastic, the grass rolled out, and it was a portable display rolled out on a weekly basis, dotted here and there. It's like the that. park's there all year round, apparently. It's Absolutely. like that saying, isn't it? You know, a dog isn't just for Christmas. Yeah, well, the park is always there. It's there all year round. Oh. Let's not forget. Well, if it's in Neston, do you think it'll get any attention from Louise Gittens? <laughs> possibly this was back in may like so we could go and have a look and see if anything's been done well at well, least based on to the see if the grass cheshire is cut west, well cheshire west 
councils, roads, pavements, verges and everything else looks like a countryside wilderness with the amount of weeds and growth in the pavements and, and roads all over the place. They need to sort that out. Hark, sir, you're sounding highly critical of CWAC. Why well, would that be? It's a mess. It's a complete and utter mess. Ooh, ooh. Sure, I mean, that, I'm, no, I'm no scientist, but I'm wondering if all them weeds and all them all overgrown and all them bushes and trees are taking all the carbon dioxide out of the air. Oh. That might be cleaning our system up. They might be. They might have actually gone green. Well, we'll be talking about something about that momentarily. <laughs> all right, what do you think of Costa using the cartoon pic of a trans man with breast surgery scars? Don't I mean, not only coffee. that, it's not just them. I mean, there are other brands doing the same thing. Costa, Oxfam. Oxfam, a charity. Yeah, Oxfam doing it as well. Well, I won't donate there. I won't buy these coffees or anything from these organisations promoting this because it affects the young people and future generations. It's got to stop. Indeed, indeed. Go it, ahead, Mark. It does, but they're actually making money off the back of mutilating children. So I think that's a bit worse than just promoting it, isn't it? Well, I think... They don't boy- care. They're just doing it for money. You know they are. Boycott Costa. Boycott Costa. That company is owned by Coca-Cola, who's headed by an Englishman, believe it or not. And it is owned by... Go ahead, Statsman. Sorry, I was miles away then. You were not with us. Oh, my word. You you are (laughs) usually so on the button. Coca-Cola is owned by... Oh, I don't know. Um, Vanguard, BlackRock. Probably. I was one of those say, people. probably Vanguard, BlackRock, and all the usual suspects. Okay, here's something right up Trevor's alley. And we don't want to talk about your back passage, sir. Right? Sorry, but, uh, you mentioned my back passage. Yeah, but a Labour council admits to using diesel generators to charge their electric bin wagons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can can you believe that? Can you yes. believe it? Uh, Cardiff Council said it was using gas-guzzling generators to charge its electric van fleet, which requires between six and seven hours to fully charge on a temporary basis. You know, talk about going green. How long does that last, though? Don't I'm, know. I'm very interested in this. The only reason being that somebody, one council was using a, um, a digger the other day, you know, like a JCP, and that was electric. Uh-huh. And it took six hours to charge up, and it lasted 45 minutes. Yeah, I've seen that too. You know, like the, um, you know, like we've seen these brand new Hoovers, what they bought out. I was like, oh, you've got to get this now. You buy this brand new Shark. It wasn't a Shark. I think it was something to do with Dyson. And they had these Hoovers and it took them eight hours to charge it up. And it lasted 40 minutes if it was on the lowest suction. But if you turned it on to actually use it for any use whatsoever, it only lasted 15 minutes and conked out. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well, okay, moving on. That's the uh, you know, the stupidity that is net zero. Andrew Neil has said he's proud to join J.K. Rowling in the gender wars. So I think he's become a turf. No, he'll he'll unjoin. Why? He'll do what he did with GB News. I want to tackle this that the other, and then people have a go at him and he'll run away. Oh, I don't think Andrew Neil's the guy to, to run away from things like that, but yeah, uh, you're entitled to your opinion, Stats. <laughs> okay. Well, what about this for stupidity? BBC, <laughs> they, they, have a, they had a diversity survey ridiculed as heterosexual was not an option. <laughs> so 
they had a diversity study amongst their people there, and they said, are you gay, lesbian, bisexual, or other? BBC asked bemused staff. And the diversity survey... The diversity survey has been ridiculed as one recipient asks, can anyone spot the missing option? You know, they only ask, are you gay, lesbian, bisexual, or other? I remember we did a sketch so many years ago where uh, Trevor was, was sitting nervously holding a cigarette, and it was in a darkened room. And he didn't know how to tell his parents that he was heterosexual. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember that well. Oh, what? I just thought that was so funny. So we should, we should have been like, on yeah. a we should have been on a comedy show. We should have. But been it's there. like the LGBTQ plus I whatever it is. Where is the H? Yep. And it's it are, they, are they the only people who exist now? And we're all just other. Yeah, is other. that how it's going, is it? We're just other, yeah. Oh, okay, no worries. I mean, that's not discrimination or uh, anything like that, is it? Uh, you know, you get into the point uh, where you just say you hate the BBC. You know, okay, it'll just come full circle. Everything does. Well, you know, uh, it all adds to the whole thing where you actually leave left in little doubt that this whole country, in control of these people, is dismantling the UK. Socially, spiritually, morally, and financially. So, what I was, was wondering. Yeah, sorry, you know the old terms, the good old terms that we always used to use. What's going Gay abandon. Yeah, like you know, bash the bishop and all that. What's going to happen to all these sayings? Where, where are we going to go with these? They're all going to get changed. Uh, well, you know, it's going to be consigned to history. The fact that the government collaborates with other forces to achieve this result is just totally and utterly unbelievable. I don't believe it. Anyway. Uh, I don't does, believe it. I don't believe it. Does anybody I've got a remember? i sign in my office here, I don't believe it, from Elaine, because she calls me Victor Meldrew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we can understand that. Does any Does anybody remember Hugh Edwards? <laughs> who, 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 Hugh? Does anybody remember him at all? <laughs> What happened to him? All that going on for days and days and days. And I know, and then gone, finished, gone. So, well, what's the outcome? What's going on? Has he just like gone on holiday and not come back? <laughs> I don't know. Don't know anything about it. Everything has gone quiet on Hugh. All right, now, uh, serious one. Pedophile Ian Watkins was stabbed in the neck. You remember the Lost Prophets? Oh, what a shame. Yeah. Do you know that the PRS is still collecting royalties for that paedophile? Oh, for someone who was, what, was he raping babies and stuff? Correct. Oh, nice. How nice is that? Yeah. And then there's other people who've had their royalties stopped, isn't there? Yep, 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 yeah. yep. Right. Who don't rape babies. Disgusting. Well, well, there is a god anyway. How many of you think it's time for Britain's silent majority to take back control of the green agenda? God, how many times? I do. I really do. Not just on the green agenda. Let's bring back the majority voice instead of bowing down to all these minority groups, left, right and centre, and changing the whole ethos of what this country is about to satisfy a few far-right, sorry, far-left extremists. Because they're all on the left doing this. Yep. I say, bring back hanging. Hang all these just-stop-oil people. Buy their fingers. (laughs) Actually, buy something else. (laughs) 
which leads me on to the last story. <laughs> the last, <laughs> the last story. A trans woman demands return of her testicles, which her ex is keeping in a jar in a fridge. Oh. Did, you, did you actually just say her testicles, Sean? Yeah. <laughs> Please don't say that again. <laughs> Transgender Muslim make sense. Brianna Kingsley sues <laughs> well, boyfriend on, on, for keeping her testicles in a jar in his fridge. So in the same sentence, you've got a transgender Muslim who kept her testicle. None of this makes sense. No, she went, she, she, she went transgender, okay? She had the job done, and he, he, her boyfriend has got her testicles. His, his boyfriend's got his testicles. Well, yeah, you know. Mm. <laughs> I can't keep up with stories like this. This I, is I, just bonkers. I, I, you're raving. I'm totally confused on this one. Oh, it is. Hey, if we're confused, what about the children? What are they? I was just Mark, you took the very words out of my mouth. Oh, this this nonsense has got to stop. <clears throat> it's, it's in headlines every five minutes. It's in schools, and it needs stopping. Well, obviously, them two won't be having children, so we don't worry about that, have we, lads? Well, well he's got them in a jar. He's got them in a jar. In an affidavit and claim, <laughs> Brianna Kingsley said that her former partner, William Woodsy of Pontiac, Michigan, Michigan, was holding on to the body parts that she had removed during gender reassignment surgery. The Detroit News reported that Kingsley, 40, had demanded the return of the testes as well as to be paid damages, totaling six and a half thousand. Well, if she wants damages of six and a half thousand, I'd charge her the rent of his part of his fridge for the testes. I can't. You might laugh, but they're going to be. Uh, you're going to be able to buy them in the future, aren't you? What testicles? Balls, balls in a jar, yeah. <laughs> Watch. Honestly, there's there's no limits to how insane this this, this um, planet's going. So why not? I cannot believe some of these stories that I read and that I bring to this, bring to the table. All right, oh, there you go. Daily We're going to be looking at some um, some woman that wants to become a man. He's going to end up buying uh, a couple of collies off the off eBay. <laughs> Just gluing them on. And a print stick. <laughs> sort of staple going, oh, wow. Ooh. I'm a man. Hair, actually on you. I'm a and man. No, a... I'm a woman. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Well, all right. Let's move on to the national. Okay. And this one tonight is with the wonderful stats man. So I'm just going to open it up. And it's about that song in South Africa, Kill the Boar. Elon Musk raised an awful lot of, um, well, he raised everybody's eyebrows when he's saying, what the hell is all this? So That's a chant of a song. raises eyebrows. <laughs> this is in South Africa. A chant of a song called Kill the Boar at a political rally in South Africa over the weekend sparked a pushback in both South Africa and the United States, including from South African-born billionaire Elon Musk. And it reignites debate about a controversial decades-old song that dates back to the struggle against apartheid. So we're going to let Mark go with this. Go ahead, Marco. Yeah, I thought something different this week. Seeing as most of our media are totally ignoring this, and then the media that we've seen in America, fake news media, they're playing it down and actually laughing about it too. I think we should probably raise awareness. Uh, Trump tried this actually when he was in office, and the left did what they normally do. Oh, everything he says is fake news. 
So, no, it's actually real. And white farms are being murdered and the farms are being seized. I knew a lad who, in the 90s, who moved to England, came to my school because that was happening. So, it's not a myth. Um, there's actually been two reported farmers murdered and the farms taken since that song was sung. And it's been going on for years, actually way over 10 years as um, Genocide Watch put Africa on level 5 out of 8 as the numbers were in the thousands yet here we are being told not to take it literally I'm sorry but this doesn't ring true with me because every day every man and his dog's racist aren't they or accused of being racist for literally everything but then when it's on a mass scale in revenge for apartheid then it's not a big deal or they just laugh about it I think this was MSNBC just thought it was hilarious well, we're told it's for economic reasons, but that doesn't explain the gang rape of one of the farmer's wives this week after he was murdered. So in South Africa, the majority of the privately held farmland is actually owned by whites who make up around about 8% of the country's population. But the, what, what's been happening is the black-led political parties, they've been attempting to redistribution of land and the nationalisation of mines and industry. So we know what that means, don't we, communism? So they tried to buy the land at first, but the farmers weren't interested. So, so here we are now. Um, it's sad, really, because whether or not these people deny that they're inciting the murder of farmers for whatever reason, it's still violence and sexual. Yeah, and it's becoming a problem. I think to save South Africa, it's going to end up in economic collapse because that's what happened in Zimbabwe when they did the same thing. Well, you said they they are very much dependent on aid. Go ahead, Mark. Go ahead. I think to save this, and not just to save South Africa, but to stop this from happening, in, this could happen in Western nations when the indigenous become the minority. Yeah. And I think it's probably going to. I well, think you mean like so the heterosexuals? It might not be on race. It could be on all the other identities that the Marxists have split us into. But I think the major governments in the West now, the so-called liberal governments of the free Western world, there's no such thing. I think they've got to stand up now and, and, and make the South African government act because what's going to happen is it, it apartheid's just going to return, but it's going to be the roles reversed, and we're still going to have death and misery on our hands, and we've absolutely learned nothing. I mean, it used to be, South mm. Africa used to be the breadbasket of the world. And it did. Look, it's, it's a complicated issue, how it all came apart with the Boer and the British and all this stuff, but again, we can't argue over the past. We need to look to the future and find a way to solve this, hopefully peacefully, but as I say before, this, this becomes a pattern around the world. It's sad, really. They're a retrograde group of people, and everything that they touch just turns turns back, you know, to dust. They don't actually build on something. They don't create what they do. I mean, show me something. And this is not, this is not, I'm, I am not in any way racist, but show me anything other than huts that they build. Show me anything. Show me, show me what they do. Show me what they produce, you know, as, as a race of people. They're always constantly got their hands out to the West for money. Go ahead, Steve. I'm my pocket. I was just going to say, what I'm finding uh, particularly interesting and disturbing about this issue that Mark has raised is the fact that, like he said, this is not being covered by mainstream media in the West as a whole. Now, I find it appalling, actually, that um, when there is huge problems facing white communities in terms of uh, violence towards them from other ethnic groups. It's never covered. It's never mentioned. Nothing's ever done about it. It's swept under the carpet. We can't talk about this. 
and um, it's not really going on. Is the impression it's it's that uh, everybody's given. But if you throw into the mix that throughout the world, not only white communities are being persecuted uh, in the way that Mark is described here, there is another problem as well, which is also not discussed in the mainstream media to any great uh, uh, effort at all, which is that Christian communities are being persecuted around the world like there is no tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So we have this this issue in the West where not only the history and the heritage and the traditions of white Christian peoples are being reduced to ashes in terms of an attacks on the heritage and the traditions and the values, but you have physical attacks on white Christian people right Indeed. across the West, Indeed. and it's never, ever reported. And yet, the other way around, when somebody of, a, of an ethnic group, non-white, these issues are front-page headlines. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, and uh, you know they they they're on the the news uh, left, right, and centre. And I'm sorry to say this, but um, we have to now start standing up for white Christian people in the West. White Christian heterosexual families. Go ahead, Mark. Correct. Correct. Yeah, the, the, there's not just an uproar when it happens. The likes of George Floyd, half of American cities had to burn and be looted, and people had to be murdered. I'm sorry, in my opinion, after watching some of the trial and looking at the um, post mortems and the and the other things about the drugs in his body, I don't think George Floyd Floyd was murdered. No, he murdered um, I himself. Think, I think I think he overdosed. Yeah, um, there was no evidence in the trial to say he'd been strangled or anything. Um, yet the world had to bear. It even came to our country. It, it, there was even violent protests in our country and across the world. But yet, when it's happening for decades on a massive scale, I have a dastardly plan. Laughed at. I think what we should do is we should turn the Islamists against Stonewall and all the rest of these people. Set them against each other. You never see Stonewall trying to persuade the Muslims, do you? No. no. Well, they all protested outside the school and that got rid of the gender stuff, but then it came back again. Well, I think we should set those, those two at war between each other and yeah. get them saying, and saying, to the, saying to the Muslims, hey, don't buy Costa Coffee. You buy Costa Coffee, you're talking about transgenderism. <laughs> This issue just rings with me because what if our governments won't act to protect people in other countries, then if there's similar things start happening here, what hope have we got? Well, they're not protecting us here. Well, they're not doing that now. They're not doing it. You know, it's as simple as that. fed to the wolves. Indeed, indeed. Go ahead, Trevor, have a last word on this, and then we're going to move on to the Yeah, I mean, it's just basically, uh, I'm going slightly off track here, but I can see where you're coming from, where you put two against each other. And I think what we need to do with these migrants that we've got at the minute is we need to get the Asian community on side and tell the Asian community that these illegals are going to start taking your benefits. That's so right. To, yeah, tell them that. Up, you know what I mean? <laughs> very, very true. You've got competition now, baby. Competition. Anyway. Get- that's a good point, actually. Before we finish, why can't we take South African refugees then now? Yeah. Why aren't they being the priority of the... You know, being targeted. They're being just targeted. a suggestion. Yeah, tell you what, we could Mark, help out a little seen, bit. Sorry, Mark, but I've Go seen on. in Warrington just lately. I've seen nothing but. I would say, I mean, purely by skin colour. I mean, I'm not being racist. I'm just obviously some 
uh, lightly coloured and some are darkly coloured. And the majority that I've seen in Warrington in the new inputs, which were down Manchester Road the other day, we they did look like Africans to me. Oh, right, okay. Well, there we have it. Okay, well, and then let's round that one off, and we're going to go on to the local, and the local this evening. Do you remember that first story that I was mentioning? Everybody remember that one? When I was talking about Neston, the resident calls for the council to bring back park for community. Well, little Sutton's kids' play areas are a pile of... Yep, okay. But let's celebrate parks and green spaces around Cheshire as if everything is okay. And what if we complain? Will we be ignored? Unlike the Neston residents. What do you think? Go ahead, Mark. Go ahead. Probably, yeah. I mean, we, me and Steve have both picked up on this love park thing this week. Okay, we've got some lovely natural wild parks and things and green spaces. Hey, wait a minute. Are we saying that Councillor Gittins <laughs> is into grass? Not saying it's anything. Not grass. Depends <laughs> <laughs> a sheet in it or... <laughs> some of us live on it. No, I, I just find it really disappointing, and that's literally being kind to them. That it's all about the love parks and all this pride and stuff. Um, when the local play areas and parks around where I live, the, the nearest ones to me, are absolute garbage. After the nearest one I go to to play football is just often covered in dog dirt. The basketball court is just a tiny piece of concrete on a field. That's often covered with it too. Tiny goalposts we used to have 35 years ago when I was a lad. I mean, they've cut the grass recently, which is an improvement. But then there's still people. Remember, over that Mark. Too. Remember, it's something that you can go to. That little piece of concrete you no, can go to it all year round. You want to see the state of the park, John? It's like something dates back to the seventies, mate. It's got a swing, a slide, and some of them silly <laughs> rocky things that look like they've <laughs> never been changed. Honestly, it's pathetic. And then behind the library, mate, you've got a basketball court on a gravel. I don't know what it is. And then an even worse football pitch with grass up to your knees. Whereabouts is this? A little something. Oh, right. Okay. Yep. Got it. it, it it's, it's really not good, you know. Well, there's a competition I, I'm not, here. I'm not happy. There's a competition. Should we give it to Trevor or should we give it to the Raven? I any mean, catch first. a Raven by the toe. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Trevor, go ahead. Thank you. We have on a very, very serious note now, we've just lost. The last green area in Warrington North. Oh, my God. Which is Peel Hall Park. They've been fighting it for 20 years, and Satnam's finally got it. It's virtually, it's just under a mile long, and it runs from Orford all the way through to the back end of Winnick. And they've just finally lost the battle to stop the developers going in, and it's it's the only green land we've got. In Warrington? In Warrington, they're going to build 1,400 houses on it that's going to absolutely demolish. If anybody knows Warrington, when you're coming off the off the motorway, you go onto the A49. When you go onto the A49, it is permanently gridlocked. Yeah. And they are, these houses run up to the back of that, and the entrance will be going onto the A49. So heaven knows what that's going to be like when the building starts. Another low-traffic neighbourhood then, yeah? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Another what? Fourteen hundred houses. So you're looking. <laughs> I don't know. Two thousand cars, maybe. Oh, these people, these tyrants. Their their day is coming. I mean, have you seen those Ulez Blade Runners? I mean, they are cutting those cameras down as quickly as they're being put up in London. 
and Excellent. it's gathering and about pace. Time, and let's, let's hope that gets endorsed and let's hope that gets absolutely expanded throughout this sick dump of a country of ours. Oh, it's just gone terrible. Go ahead, Steve. You wanted to say something. Yeah, I'm, I'm with Mark, actually. I think the facilities in uh, our county or authority, Cheshire Western Chester, are now shocking. Uh, and as I said before, it's not just the parks, it's the roads, it's the pavements, it's the entire infrastructure. And, of course, we're too busy uh, spending time doing little promotion videos to councillors or the council leaders saying the park's here all year round, not just this week. Absolute load of stupid nonsense. But the fact of the matter is they're quite happy to have people pouring into this authority area and pay hell knows how much money week in, week out to house people who come here and we don't even know who they are. Unknowns who may be thieves, fraudsters, paedophiles, rapists, murderers or terrorists. Yes, indeed. We don't know who these people are. And I'm just going to carry on with that pointer for May because I'm going to say this. We spoke about it the other night. That is an additional point I'd like to add on the basis that we've been ignored by the council leader and this council is happy to fund people turning up into this country ad hoc, not knowing who they are, and fund these people. And yet, law-abiding taxpayers... Who have been waiting on the housing lists for two to three years. Well, yes, but I was going to say, isn't it interesting that people like us with honourable characters no criminal records, having paid tax for over 40 years, contributed to this country, can't even get a response from the council leader, and yet this council is happy to fund, pursue and engage with unknowns who've come into this country every single day of the week. Well, I have to tell you, I I actually invited Vanessa Whiting onto the programme to justify the council's position for not acting I've just seen I've just seen the gazelle with a mirror <laughs> brushing up his hair. But I invited Vanessa Whiting on to actually justify the position of the failure of Councillor Gittens to actually respond to a simple email. And especially when it was about their salary increases. And obviously, you know, they've just ignored the request to come on. So if they can't come on and justify their position. Well, you know, that just says it all. Go ahead, Stats. Should we have some irony? Go ahead. I like irony. So Cheshire West Labour pre-election, they released their hope for a fairer future with a five-point plan. Pride in our parks, play areas, and green spaces. You know the normal positive verbiage spiel they'll, they'll tell you to get elected? Yeah, word so salads, gonna, word salads. Well, no. They say we will deliver the next phase. Renewed focus on increasing the number of accessible play areas and make space for girls. What, by giving them, like, no sporting pitches at all? How about some netball? It's always yep. football. I know girls play football. It's always basketball and football, isn't it? And they're going to promote outdoor play for improving health and well-being of young people. And this is the interesting part, which I think I'll take them up on. They mention that also children and families should be involved in the planning of play spaces through co-production rather than just consultation. Thank you very much, Labour. I shall be in touch. Yep, indeed. Well, there you go. No, so, because, John, I don't feel proud. When I drive around and I go to these places and I take my son and I dive to save a shot and I land in a dog muck in long grass that hasn't been cut in the goal lines or yep. we get somewhere and we can't play because it's in a state, yep. I don't feel very proud. 
No. And that does not encourage the children to want to be out there. We've got to get them out and off this technology. Yeah. It's not, it, this is not funny anymore. So on the, on the local field here, there's easily room for a proper marked basketball court. It doesn't take much. You could put decent sized goals, mark a pitch, you know what I mean? And improve the park a little bit and put some decent facilities, make this attractive for children. Yeah. And young people to actually want to use to get off the playstations, again, the Wii's, words. and the PS. It's just empty words again, isn't it? John's got elected, yeah, so yeah. I'm going to hold the feet to the fire on this one. I think. Oh, go for it. Go ahead, Steve. Yeah, quick points. You go to Nanwich, Congleton, Sandbach, any other areas around the uh, uh, the authority, all sorts of different places around the area. And I'm not joking. You go to Cheshire East. You go to other areas outside of Chester and Ellesmere Port. And they've got amazing parks. They're nice. They're well presented. They're beautiful looking. Absolutely amazing facilities. What on earth is going on in Chester and Ellesmere Port? Well, it all comes under the direct leadership of Councillor Gittens. Because he's too busy doing videos, clearly. Well, we're going to do a video because we're going to go out and we're going to go to those parks. What would you say, Stats? And we're going to look at these places. I've already been doing that. Sorry, just knock my microphone. I've already been doing that and taking some pictures and videos. It's a shame we're not on video. I could show some of them, really. As you move away from the centre of the town, they get progressively worse. Now, that doesn't make sense to me because I don't live in a bad area. In fact, it's pretty wealthy compared to some areas down the town. So I'm just wondering why this is left to, to rag and ruin. And you may go down Whitby Park, it's quite nice. It's really looked after and it's clean. Yeah. Um, and, there's, and there's decent selection of stuff. Well, that's the centrepiece, way, isn't it, of Ellesmere Port. So yeah. they are going to concentrate and make sure that it, it's kept clean. <laughs> Which, to be uh, fair, they're empty all the time anyway because they're not very appealing. Well, okay. I, sorry, John, John, just one second. I think, in all honesty, we should do a little bit of a leaflet on this. And if the council leader fails to engage on further issues which we are going to submit, then I think it's quite straightforward. We put out a leaflet in the council leader's own council ward and let people know in the area that they're not happy to engage with everybody on serious public interest matters. Mm. Well, according to Vanessa Whiting, they don't have to engage. If they choose not to engage, they don't have to because it doesn't so, break any of the any of the rules. It doesn't break any of the Nolan principles on transparency. It doesn't break any of the own the council's own code of conduct. So, you know, what can you say? I mean, that's what she said. So, all the putting on election leaflets, like Mark says, is nothing ah, but a load see, of pretentious nonsense. They've already they've got in now. They've had the elections, and they've also had their councillor allowances increased. Mm. So, uh, as far as they're concerned, what they do they care? They fingers up to the people. That's what they've done. Yeah, it's funny the way on their five-point plan and all this pride and this hope for a fairer future. Um, number one wasn't let's give ourselves a pay rise, but that was the first thing they did. So That's the first so thing that they did. it's been about three months, yeah. and none of this has been done, has it? So, yeah. so, good time to do it during the summer. But no, guess next year then. Or year wow. after, or the year after. Or I never. think... I don't even know why we've got these councillors. I think they're they're just a waste of space. I think we should just get rid of the whole bureaucracy of councillors that is there because if they don't have to respond to, to any of the residents, well, then what's the point of having them there in, at all? Yeah, we might as well get rid of the monitoring officer as well if she's got no role. <laughs> yeah, because... You know, for AI. Yeah. Exactly. And take it a level above, 
Have you heard all the uh, all the rumpers going on today about who's the Conservative uh, Party chairman again, chaps? What's his name? Lee, uh, Lee 50p Lee. Lee 50p Lee. 30p Lee, 20p, whatever. Yeah. Telling uh, loads of controversy because he said, well, if you don't like the boats, just F off back to France. Correct. Well, what's up? I've not seen anything about my MP. She's doing that weekly. <laughs> I've even complained to Stammer and he's just not replied. Nothing. <laughs> Trev, it's like it's all right when we do it hypocrisy thing again. Oh, Should do a special just... on that. To be fair, could probably take about seven hours. Everybody will think that we're so uh, that we are so negative about what's going on. But the truth of the matter is, this is all front. It is bullshit. What's going on? The Bank of England have put up the rates to five point two five percent. The interest rates. How many people are going to be affected by that? And it's still not proven that increasing the interest rate actually brings down inflation. And all these things, you know, combined, I'll give way momentarily, and, you know, you will be recognised, that. but I can't see how actually devastating the lives of millions of people in this country is actually going to help. They don't even know that they're going to be able to pay next month's mortgage. They have well, no idea forget, if they're going to be able to do it. WEF Klaus Schwab, you will own nothing <laughs> and you will be happy. Well, go ahead, Mark. Go ahead. In America, they um, they did these interest rates a lot earlier. In fact, last year we were saying, why haven't the Bank of England done anything? They need to act. Uh, the America did it, but what they also did is they curbed consumer spending. So the Bank of England were far too late and they're a one-trick pony and this is the only thing they can do. They're not, you're not going to fight this type of inflation by just putting these interest rates up. Honestly, yeah. the donkeys again. They've got no idea what they're doing. It's just, it's worrying really. When these, these well, I've got an idea. I've got an idea what I'm doing. Steve, get fire, to the fire, bar. Fire. Get to the bar. There's no fire. That's the bell that says, get to the bar, Steve. We know well, what you're like. You Don't expect any support from like the rest it's... of them. Get that it's... digital currency out. It sounds like the fire alarm going off. Ah, well, the only fire that actually isn't happening is in your pocket. That's what oh, isn't no, happening. Uh, well, that's not going to happen. <laughs> did I ever think of that? Because he's wet himself. <laughs> well, I, I think I did tell you, but I, this is true, this, and I can, I'll never live this down. I did open my wallet about four months ago. And, uh, <laughs> and then set the moths free. <laughs> and a moth, a real moth, flew out of my wallet. Yeah. Why it. are we not we surprised? Can. <laughs> you can't believe it, but how come we can? Well, just one moth, yeah? Yeah, just yeah, one. That's what I can't believe. Yeah. <laughs> okay, shout out, shout downs, let's go. Steve, you first, go on. Well, I'll, I'll have to come back. I've got a little quote, actually, so you'll have to come back to me. Yeah, but don't be adding on anything else after the quote. That's it. I'll tell you what I want. No, you, you won't. You'll arm. be muted. Wind you, you one up. Mute. There you go. Nope. <laughs> okay, Mark, go ahead. I'm going to shout down the NHS bureaucrats because they've now rolled back the, the, the COVID jab for all healthy people, which all means right. that we're all going to – we've had it now, haven't we? Because oh, like a yes. year ago, we all needed one every year, six months, three every three months to survive. Otherwise, we were, we were in peril. So oh. I don't know what we're going to do now. Oh no! Yeah. It was a sarcastic 
Yes, I know. I, yeah, I got yeah. that. I like these sarcastic shouts. It's just lunacy. Yes, we don't need the jobs anymore, apparently. Well, that's under government direction, it, it? isn't it? So, oh, yeah. obviously. <laughs> we need you know, them well, how's, in fact, how's, how's the flu rates going on now? Nah, I'm not that bothered. In fact, <laughs> I'm going to change it to a shout out, right? And we're going to... Oh, yeah, there's a siren coming, so you might hear some noise. That's all right. Are they Bridgen. coming for you? That's a fire engine. I'm going to shout out Andrew Bridgen because I don't think, without him, I don't think they'd have rolled this back. No, I, I think I in the agree. background they've been checking everything he's been going on about and thought, uh oh. Yeah, the facts, case here. the facts and yeah. the figures are backing so, it up. So shout out to one honest, decent politician who actually cared about what his, uh, what his residents were asking Indeed. him to do. Make some change, doesn't it? He's the only reclaim MP. There you go. Yeah. Won't be for long, though. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> okay. Trevor, go ahead. Yeah, well, I've only got a shout down this week. Um, it's I've just had to replace my company's black bucket. <laughs> after about, I'm laughing at, after about 15 years, it's, it's not funny because it's Speak up, it speak went, up, Trevor. It snapped today and it went all over my customer's driveway, so I had to tell them, I had to admit that I've just washed the driveway for them. <laughs> so <laughs> I didn't charge them, obviously. Uh, after around 15 years of usage. Now, 15 years I've had that bucket, and I bought my new one today at, I will name them, Tool Station, but it's not their fault, because it's a very good company, Tool Station, and it cost me £1.48. For a bucket? That's good, Trevor. Well, you might I've had some long buckets for a long time. No, he's not quite finished here. No, I've got to be honest, Trevor. It's all like you money people, you middle class shouting, oh, that's good value, that's good value. Well, when I bought the original one, right, it was a pound. So you realise the profit that's been made on that today. Like I said, I'm not blaming Tool Station because it's probably come from the suppliers. That's 48%. All right. In how long, Trevor? Well, that's immaterial. It's 15 years. It doesn't matter. 15 years. It was still 48% interest. And no wonder the country's in the mess it's in. Well, it Trevor, did. I think, uh, uh, to be honest with you, the cost of things usually doubles roughly every 10 years, so I think you've done pretty well there. I think you're moaning a bit. Now, I am a fan well, of... The, the woman did actually say to me, well, let's hope you get another 15 years out of it. I mean, it was fair enough. Hey, fact, 50p not, not... to pay extra is enough, all right, to actually literally break a job? Of course it is. Got to get that 50p profit on the bottom line, I'm telling you. Yeah, but this, some old this is got, after 15 some old person's years. Yeah, but some old person's got pay for that. <laughs> Hey, let's let's reword it. So, fifteen oh, years ago, a pint of lager was about two quid. Steve, Steve, hold on. So, so beer doubled. So your pint of lager's doubled. You still happy? <laughs> well, no. Ah, well, there you go. That, that, what it is. Oh, okay. This is going to be one of those waste of conversation efforts. There we go. We see. I'm nothing. I'm just full of controversy. I love it. I throw. I just like the blue touch paper and stand back. The thing is, Trevor, I'm actually with you because I've got uh, I've got a long-handled shovel in my shed, which is uh, an old friend. I've had it for about thirty years, actually. Fred West uh, had one of them. Yeah, come on. It's fabulous. It's got a lovely sort of curved-shaped handle. I'm gonna I'm gonna strip it apart, and I'm gonna sand and varnish the handle. I'm gonna have the he- the shovel head chromed. It's fabulous. An old friend. My bike, I like keeping old things for uh, around me for a long time. That's a I'm disgusting a thing to say about Elaine. That's terrible. <laughs> All right. I, you, you are now blacklisted. What about you? Now, the thing is, 
I've had some things for years. I've even got downstairs on my shelf a little wooden letter rack that uh, I made in woodwork in 1978. I've still got it. Yeah, it's still there. Uh, so I like keeping old things like that. But I think I think you're not too bad for the bucket. £1.48 for the bucket is pretty good going, to be fair. Yeah, well, okay. Uh, pretty good going. Get on with your quote. Oh, you were you too? Just because you got one arm, you need hold on, wait, waving that one arm. I am the one-armed bandit. Be calm, right. hold on. Be quiet, man. Be quiet. What went to that? I've got. I've seen this online. I don't know who it is, so it's accredited to whoever. And it simply says, "You simply cannot leave those who created the problem in charge of the solution." And there's too many people. In yeah. governments at all levels who've yeah. created problems who are now being entrusted to solve them. It makes no sense. Indeed. And my shout down is to the Intellectual Property Office. And I have a message for Adam Williams, the head of it. We're going to be doing a program about you guys. And we're going to be telling the truth about you. Yes. And we've sent out a trailer. And we're just going to be putting that out. And we're going to be telling the whole truth about you. All right? So there you go. And it's a shout down to Adam Williams. Okay. Well, as far as I'm concerned, that is it. So, I'm really, really happy that that's all over. Steve, say good night. Oh, here we go again. Me and Mark have been trying to get you to sort this out because we don't want to give out when we're actually doing this. Go on, go on, fancy boy, go for it. It could be morning, it could be afternoon, it could be middle of the night, it could be early hours of the morning. Well, all right, okay. Good night, good night. Good night, good good morning, good afternoon, whatever. Come on, say goodbye. Bye! There you go, that's us, we're fine. Go ahead, Trevor, say say goodbye, Peter. Well, I can sort that out. See ya. (laughs) See ya. Okay, and to the brains of the outfit, stats say... Goodbye. He wasn't even in the room on occasions tonight. Uh, Will you shut up? There you go. Go ahead, Stats. I'll try. I'll say later, homies. See you later, homies. (laughs) Appeal to the American listeners. uh, That's it, yeah. Okay. Well, thank God that is all over. We've had quite a bit of a say on certain things, certain controversial things that we've been speaking about, which I'm actually, I'm not really bothered about, to be honest with you. You know, as far as I'm concerned, you know, that's it. I'm sick and tired of actually having to hold everything back for the sake of whatever. If anybody wants to sue us, let them come for us. Let's go. Well, what are you going to do? We only tell the truth. We talk the truth and we expose the truth and that's it. So Mm. anybody's offended by that, they need to get over themselves. Clear Mm. off. We're not interested. Thing is, Steve, they can't have what we haven't got. So that's off. right. Yeah. If you're struggling with that, just F off back to France. Yeah. yeah, that's it. We're gonna join the migrants over there. Actually, no, we're gonna go for a holiday on Bibby. Quite nice. Sorry, I can't. I'm scared of water. There's loads of space. Well then you're not gonna be tunneling out. <laughs> like Colditz, are you? But I'm not going on the bottom bunk with Steve.